It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. The regular season is in the uh, books. And uh, some interesting games, uh, some not-so-interesting games, and some head-scratchers. And, and then we'll all try to, to figure it out, and then the state will do something goofy and, and tell us we're wrong on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, Dennis, I'm looking at the, the board, and for Mac and BWAC, there's about four games that went how I expected. Because there were some games I had no idea about. Like, Emily City and Algonac getting a win doesn't surprise me. I just had no idea. I thought they had a good chance, but I didn't know. Uh, the anatomy of some of these games really throw me off um, because, okay, Freeland beating Cross-Lex 35-32, if, in a vacuum, that doesn't surprise me. How it happened surprised me. Uh, and But the story of the night is Marysville getting a huge win over Port here on high. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I didn't see this one coming, um, and it's a big win for the, uh, the Vikings. Um, what it's going to mean for both of these teams, not really sure. I don't think it's really going to affect PH. It might cost them a home game. Well, but that's we'll see. I, we'll I, talk I about still, it. I, I don't know. I still feel like well, they're going to get a home game. And for for the Marysville game, Joe Cook was with me, so he's here with us, and he's back after a little hiatus of being out of town and then being sick from being out of town and having too much <laughs> fun. And he'll be with us as well. But um, oh, and by the way. Ubley's really friggin' good. Oh, you're you're just <laughs> noticing that now. <laughs> like they beat Montrose forty-one fifteen. Montrose was like six and two in D six or something. Come on, it doesn't matter. And uh, Harbor Beach maybe outside of Marysville might have the win of the night. Yeah, the, um, we'll, we'll we'll get to all of that, but we're going to start with this Marysville uh, PH uh, game uh, coming up next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. 
Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor. 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis Brady and Joe Cook. Marysville upsets PH. I'm going to call it an upset. It is. It is an upset. And, Dennis, you've been doing this longer than I have, so how do you want to handle this? Do you want to talk? Do you want to just get right into the highlights and play that, get that out of the way? Do you want to talk about some of the questions we brought up as we were getting ready to record about what this means for both teams and how big of a win this is for Marysville? How do you want to attack yeah, this? Well, because we'll, we'll do the highlights, and then we'll hear from Coach Meyer, and then we can kind of dissect it. And, I will just tell you what this. What we think. Marysville came in, obviously played their best game of the year. Port Huron High showed up to this game, and I don't know this to be fact, but it sure as heck looked like they were a team that showed up and said, we're a good football team. We showed up. Let's roll the ball out, strap up the helmets, and we'll get a 20-some point win. We'll head home. And Marysville had something to say about it. Yeah, let's get to the highlights before we get too into it. Scheffler, the lone man behind him, snap, a handoff to Sakuchi, cuts inside the right tackle, into the end zone, touchdown Marysville. They take the lead, 6-0, 9.43 to go in the second quarter. Wright has it teed up on the 40. 5 by 5 look. The run-up and the line drive kick down the middle. Greg Asevich brings it in at the 10, fakes the handoff to Troy, to the 15, to the 20, has room to the 25, 30, 40, no one in front of him. He just has to beat the kicker, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, house call, Derek Greg Asevich, and all it took was 14 seconds, and the Redhawks are an extra point away from tying this game up. No bones about it. They are going for it. Sakuchi Scheffler behind Winston. Fourth and goal 
Everyone on the line of scrimmage for PH pitched to Sakuchi. He finds the hole and he gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Carter Sakuchi. Touchdown, Marysville. Vikings extend their lead. 5.25 to go in the third quarter. Holler out of the gun. Takes the snap. Hands off. No keeper. Up the middle. Nowhere to go. He's able to slip through. No, he's still on his feet to the 45-40. Amari Holler. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. I don't know how Amari Holler just Houdini'd his way 63 yards in the score. He was dead to rights at his own 40 and somehow stayed on his feet. And the Red Hawks are back in business. 2.41 to go in the third quarter. First and 10 from the Marysville 40. Holler out of the gun. Takes the snap, pitches to Troy to the far side. Looks for the edge, makes one man miss up to the 35, still on his feet to the 30, to the 25, to the 20, scampering to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Gavin Troy wills his way into the end zone. Touchdown, Port here on high. Now it runs. They gave him the first down. I don't think he got it. Snap, straight drop, holler. Steps into the throw. Over the middle, it is intercepted. Marysville picked it off. And running back and ending the game, Garrett Distelrath. Marysville has stunned Port Huron High. And quick apologies. I did miss a, the, the pop pass to the for the touchdown to make it 21-6. to six. It's been a uh, It's been a long night. It's been a long <laughs> season. So apologies. Shameless plug. Go to our archive. Go to GetStuckOnSports.com. Scroll down. There's a blue button that says Archive. If you're on desktop, it's in the bottom right. If you're on mobile, just scroll down. It pops up right there. So you can hear it there. Anyway, Derek Meyer was obviously very happy. You probably make the argument this is the biggest win since he's been the head coach. He was all smiles and for good reason. Got a chance to talk to him after the game. Here with head man Derek Meyer, and well, he's been all smiles as much as he tries to hide it after the game. A huge 21 to 19 win, a signature win, one of the biggest wins for Marysville in years. Coach, I'm going to keep it simple. How good does it feel? It feels good. Get a monkey off your shoulder, play your best game each week. We have to get better. You know, obviously we fell a little bit short of our MAC goals, but you know what? Now we look forward and we ride that momentum. We find out where we sit on selection show Sunday. And you know what? We keep the kids motivated. We see where we can make corrections on film. We'll get our scout film and prepare for next week because we look forward. We, we got a day or two to enjoy this, and then you got to you press ahead probably played yourself into a home game we talked about that uh, when I saw you earlier in the week that a win tonight would give you another game here at Walt Braun Viking Stadium we won't know until Sunday depending on how the districts are drawn but how big is that that you get to stay at home and you likely get to you know stay here one more week and you don't have to travel Home games are good. They're motivating. Feels great to stay home. There's just a different aura about it, you, you know, and, and you, you're familiar with the fans and, and recognize that. And, you know, the, the school spirit is there. So anytime you could get the more the merrier, the hometown crowd. And, you know, there, there's just that little boasting by the kids of, hey, I get to play in front of him and her and the people I know. So, you, you know, I... I I don't think anybody's going to deny that a home game is good, but it's definitely motivating. Coach, fourth and one on the, your own 31. If you got the yard, you could have kneeled it out. You decided to punt, and it worked out. You ended up getting the game-sealing interception. But just talk me through that timeout because there were people up in the booth saying, go for it, go for it, and turns out punting was the right choice. It was the right choice. <laughs> I mean, we've been around football 
too long and long enough, you know, something happens, you bobble a snap, you run a fake, they got a read on it. As you could see, their line didn't rush expecting that. And yeah, you, you want to pull the card out from under them, but you also got to play smart football and pin them deep. Um, we knew they had a good kicker, so the, the last drive started to get worrisome there. You know, our, their offensive drive, but you know what, all in all, our defense stepped up. I think it was uh, Garrett Disselrath, right, yep. that stepped up with the INT, and he's he's going to run down the sidelines, and we're telling them, drop, drop, drop. <laughs> That's all he needed. They did was to strip ball. it out from behind. Yeah, and it, it looked pretty, it was a good hit from behind. Coach, go enjoy this one. That's a well-earned win, a signature win. Congratulations. Thank you. Go Vikings. And that's as animated as Derek Meyer gets. It's like, come on. That's the biggest win Marysville's had in a while, and we'll talk about that too. But that's a signature win for Derek Meyer. That's a signature win for this Marysville football team. Uh, Joe, you were there. I'll give you a chance right now. What did you see? Because it's a, you can watch the game a little differently when you're not calling and following the action. For what sure. did you see? Uh, well, I saw a Marysville team that was hungry for, I mean, I know he didn't want to admit it in his post-game interview, but was hungry for a home playoff game coming out with a chip on their shoulder. And then I saw a Port Huron team, you know, we, we all know how much talent they have on that team. And it just looked like they were, they were going to roll in and they thought they were going to win by, you know, 20, 30 points, easy win. And, um, that just wasn't the case. First half, Sakuchi was able to. Um, to break free a couple of times, uh, you know, Marysville had a couple of wrinkles on offense when they needed it throughout the game. Um, but what I was really, really impressed with was the defense. Um, they were able to get pressure on Haller pretty much all game. I mean, Haller obviously still made plays because he's going to, but uh, made it difficult um, for him and Troy to really get going and build a rhythm. So I thought um, just overall, you know, Shout-out goes to the Marysville players for coming into that game with a chip on their shoulder and, and getting it done tonight. Huge win. So I will say, Noah Myuri did not play for Port here. I was going to ask this. I was going to be the stinker in the yes. room and go, is he worth two points, two or three points? You know what? Probably. Probably. But, Dennis, injuries are a part of the game. And what I would say to the Port here on high crowd is, they, they shot themselves in the foot enough that you can't cry injuries because you fumbled twice in the Marysville red zone. Yep. And it wasn't like someone came up and put a perfect hit. You know when it comes up, guy puts a face mask on the ball and it pops out. Bleep happens. They fumbled a snap and fumbled a handoff. Self-inflicted wounds. They weren't sharp. Um, and Marysville took advantage of it. I'm not going to begrudge Marysville. Hey, you play the team across from you. I remember a team that Joe Cook was on that went into a district final and had about three or four of their guys banged up in Country Day. Didn't care about it. Yep, it's it's it's, it's part of football, Dennis. I mean, Country Day could have probably loaned you a few guys. They had about ninety <laughs> that, on the roster. That would have been nice. Let me tell but you. But point being is, hey, it's it's football. It happens. Like if you know Hunter Likens went down for the two minute drill, you think that's a guy Marysville wanted in their secondary for that two minute drill? He's down. And he's their punter, and Melberg comes up and boots a perfect punt on that fourth and one. So it's not as if there weren't opportunities. And I, I don't know. Yes, if Noah Meyer plays, then he prop, then PH probably wins. But well, I'm not going to use the euphemism I like to use because I like to say this is a family show. But <laughs> um, yeah, if ifs and buts like. There's, there's, yeah, think, you know. think, think the, uh, the, the saying that goes around my house is if my uncle had wheels, he'd be a tea cart. 
Yeah, that's that's a little <laughs> more that's like a little that. more PG than what I was going <laughs> yep. to use. Yep. But point being is this is a great Marysville win. You play who's across from you, and this port here on team had a lot of opportunities. Let's take a look. Let's just look at it from the port here on lens because I I'll, I'll call a spade a spade. They came in fat and sassy. They came in thinking, we're more athletic than this Marysville team. We're better. We shut them out last year. Dennis, you did that game. Marysville couldn't even spit in the end zone. They were never close yeah. enough. Different teams, though, because right. the Vikings, to me, are considerably better this year than Agreed, they were last year. But there are a lot of guys on the PH team, and you know, with high school kids, sometimes it's hard to get that out of their mind, and the offensive line's bigger. And the other thing with Port Huron they did not look comfortable stopping the wing tee. No. It looked like they found out the hard way that you take half a step the wrong way, Carter Sacucci is by you, and now it's a seven-yard gain on first down instead of being stopped for a yard or two. And that's why when you're not used to playing wing tee teams, why it can be just such a son of a gun to go against because it is that fast. Ask anyone that preps for Marine City. Ask anyone that preps for Almont. Ask anyone that's prepped for North Branch the last few years. If you are not so assignment sound, it's out the gate. And whether out the gate means 30 yards or 7 or 8 yards, Marysville stayed ahead of the chains. That's one thing they didn't do against Marine City, and I'm assuming they didn't do against Almont, is very rarely were they in third and fourth and longs, and when they were, half the time they ran the ball and got it, and the other times the pop pass that dumbass me didn't put in the highlights hit for a touchdown because PH wasn't expecting it, and there were a few rollout passes that I know Joe saw the receivers were behind the, the secondary, open. but They're there was open. so much pressure coming up that they couldn't get the pass off. But the, the few passes they did throw worked. Well, yeah. you said it. Look at who their two losses are to. What two teams do the wing tee better than Marine City and Elmont? What do they go against every day in practice? Yep. yep. I'm, I'm just saying, and, you know, all the credit in the world to this Marysville team because, hey, one of the coaches came up to me and goes, huh. 93% were against us. He's like, that's the last thing I listened to before I came out. And I just told the kids, you're not supposed to be in this game. Go out and have fun. And they played hard. They played well. And they, they earned that win. Yeah. If they play this game 10 times, does PH win seven? Probably. Is, is that why you don't do a math test and you go out and you play the damn game? Absolutely. Yeah. And another a positive thing on the going back to the wing tee, I'm not sure who Port Huron's going to get in the playoffs. I Avondale don't know. runs the tee. That's what scares so, me. So, but it could be looked at as this. I mean, Port Huron's going to go back and watch this film, and they're going to see exactly what you were just talking about. If you're even one step out of place, so now maybe going into a game where they have to play Avondale, now they know, being that they did play a team like Marysville, who runs the wing tee well and is you know. A, a, a machine when they when they're in rhythm so I think as a positive you know you've seen it now if you run into that in the playoffs it's not going to be a foreign language like it looked like it was to him tonight so well, the other thing about it is I, I think rest assured the rest of the games that they play this year the Red Hawks will not show up to the field thinking they've already got it won well, before the ball is kicked off they will come to the field next week Ready to play football. That's where I was going to go <laughs> glass half full, Brady. Yeah, it it I like might to be help you losing this game like this. This is the example I always like to use, Dennis. The best PH team, I think, in my lifetime and since you've been here was 2011. They lost week nine. 
Granted, it was a good Madison team, but that's a it was a D6 team, a team PH should never lose to. They went to a regional final, and they were a, a point away from going to a, a state semifinal. This could be a, a pimp smack of reality to Port here on high and the refocus that they need, and that's what I hope it is, and I hope they don't spiral. Uh, I, I, I believe Noah Myuri could play next week, and that does make a big difference, but hats off to Marysville. And we put Joe to work while we were cutting up highlights. I asked him, when was the last time Marysville beat a team in the regular season that finished the regular season with seven wins? Joe, it's been a while. Yeah, it was uh, 2016, Richmond. So seven years since they've had this quality of a win. And you've had some nice ones mixed in there. The Fitzgerald game in 2020 was a nice win, but that was a shortened season. Uh, the 9-0 and year that Joe was on, they beat a good Northern team. They beat Marine City for the one time in the last two decades. But that was Marine City's worst year in the last two decades. That same year was Richmond, too. Yeah. Was so, I mean, Dennis, I guess – it kind of answered the question, but this is Marysville's biggest win since blank. Yeah, uh, in an awfully long time. An awfully long time. Like, I, I'd even say maybe you got to go back e- even further to find a more significant win. I, I mean, I, it's... Is it the fact that, like, okay, you beat Richmond, but they're your size school. Like, you, you play them a yeah, lot. That's, that's what I mean. You're, 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 you're a D4 team. And I know PH is down to, to D3. But they're the biggest D3. They're, and, and they're, they're a D2 school. They're one Catholic family moving in from being back to D2. Yeah. I, I, a I, they're, kids. They're, they're, they're a D2 school still in my eyes. Um, like, I'm looking back. I mean, yeah, they played. We, Marysville used to play some big schools, but they were when Lakeshore was bad, when Lakeview was bad. Um I'm just trying to find any big wins just looking through. And you probably outside of the wins we mentioned, you're probably going back to like the mid 2000s. Probably that long. Like that's a big win because, Dennis, this was the PH team that was number one for what? Basically a month and a half in our rankings. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting top 10. Going into the our top to the, three to of the, our top four lost to the playoffs. But, now, granted, but, I think but again, in different ways. All yeah, of them well, are in I mean, ways. And, and good teams. Yes, I, I mean, you know, hey, say what you want about Marysville. Yes, they were the underdog, but they are a seven and two football team. And the two, and we've outlined the two teams they've lost to are a combined sixteen and two. Yeah, you know, and then the the other two teams that lost were All Mountain Croslex, but again, Oklahoma Heights and Freeland. And Croslex had to go on the road, um, and Ogama, and the, we'll talk about the BWAC games yeah, later. The, the, but Marysville played themselves into a home game. Dennis, we were kind of just outlining rough draft what we're going to do for playoff coverage. By the way, play Saturday games so we can get two more games in. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put Joe to work because Joe's filling in for me next week. But Marysville's probably going to be at home, and that can be a big, big difference. First, it would be their first home playoff game since 2020. Yeah. And PH, I don't know if they played themselves out of a home playoff game. I think it, it just depends on where the state is going to send them. Right. 
because be, it could because have made in, no in one, difference. In one district, they still might be the number one seed, and in another, they probably might still slip them two. to two or three. Like Avondale, I think no matter what it's was going to be, be number one. Yeah, right. So they didn't have. I don't think they had a chance to surpass them. Now they surely don't. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And the other thing I'm curious about, and we can probably talk about it Tuesday when we know more. I wonder with some of these grass teams, because it was wet all week, they're going to be calling around saying, hey, Marysville, can we play on Saturday on your turf? Hey, Richmond, can we come out and play on your turf? Well, Memorial Stadium was in decent shape tonight. Right. Um, so, But I know, like, Elmont, their field got destroyed. Yeah, because they played a JV game before then. Uh, and it rained. It poured um, before their game started, like just before kickoff, they told me the skies opened and it was a monsoon. And by the end of the first quarter, uh, between it, between the 20s was nothing but mud. Yes. So big congratulations for Derek Meyer. Um, he's, he's one of the good guys out there. And as much as he didn't want to show it, he was pretty proud tonight. Because I think, I'll be honest, I think it stung when Marine City took care of business the way they did. So to bounce back and get this win in a trophy game, hey, Marys will bring it home two new trophies this year. What an absolutely, I don't even know what, what the, the word is for, for them, like a bipolar season to open 39 nothing against Elmont. And, and I was and just they like, were in our doghouse. I was just destroyed by that game and, and lack of performance to now we're nine weeks later and they've beaten PH. They might – this, depending on the results, I didn't go into the points. This could flip them and Croslex. Like, Croslex might have to come to Marysville now. Wouldn't that be interesting? Hey, they stopped one dynamic duo. Just saying. They stopped one pretty good duo. All right, Joe, Dennis, any final thoughts on this Marysville PH game. I guess one last question. More for Dennis, but Joe, if you can think of any, chime in. Is this the biggest upset we've had since we've been doing this? Especially with games we've broadcasted. Because the ones that came to mind, Armada beating Marine City at the time was an upset, but Armada went on to win the BWAC and go 7-2. and two. So it wasn't that big of an upset. Yeah, but if Marysville also- goes on and wins the state title... You can't call this an upset. I know. I'm just saying right now. PH goes, we have I the mean, benefit of hindsight. Yeah, I mean, Yale beating Armada when, earlier this year. When we, f- we first started and we got the Armada-Richmond score, that was a yeah. big upset because it had not It had been so long since. It's been, what, like 10 years, basically? Yeah. Whereas if you went back, and I know they haven't played a lot, but it's not that long ago that Mary – they were on like a one-game losing streak to PH. Yeah. They, and all time they've actually dominated the series. It's 20-5 yeah. uh, to Marysville now. So, I mean, yes, this is an upset. I, like and Marine off the top City, of my Portland, head. Portland maybe? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a big upset. Not, not just the fact that there was an upset, but the fact they dominated – I mean, last year, even when Mooney beat Everest in the regular season, yeah, that that's one, kind of a big upset. Yeah, that one's in there. but And it's not because Marysville's not a bad team. It's because we, ha- we had sky-high expectations, and now I want to sleep on it. 
we might have to temper some expectations for PA. I mean, the the first time Algonac beat Marine City, everybody thought, what in the world is going on? And then, and then Algonac turned out to be pretty good for about a three-year stretch there. So I think it's in there. I don't know if it's number one, but there have been some big upsets. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I hope, it, you know, Marysville gets this home game. I hope the environment is today and, and it will be at, at Walt Braun is today and more because that, I mean, I, I know in, in high school games, it, you know, home and away, it's it's a big factor. But I really feel like tonight the home field advantage played a huge part for Marysville. That, that place was loud. It was a lot of fun. So looking forward to that in, in the playoff game. As well. All right. Last word I have on this. They better renew this, especially after tonight. I, I I don't know if it is or not, but I'm just going to say it would be a mistake if this rivalry goes dormant again. I agree. Because that this was a lot of fun, and I want to run it back for a while. <laughs> and there's no reason not to. That's all I'm saying is it would be a mistake for Marysville or PH to back out. Hey, you're one and one, and I know PH is going to want another another crack at it next year back at Memorial. Make it happen. So um, something to gnaw on when we get into the highlights here of the Northern game. Northern won tonight. Roseville lost. Do the Huskies have enough to get I, a home game? Well, PH didn't help them. Yeah, PH didn't help them. Because the snooze to you had that predicted, and it still had Northern on the road. I don't know what the rest of – uh, Roseville schedule did. I don't know what the rest of PH Northern schedule did. I don't know if Gross Point South won. So, uh Gross maybe. Point South won. Okay, but they were on both team schedules, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I don't know, but hey, Northern did what Northern was supposed to do. Yes, they did. 42-7, to seven, here are the highlights. Williams goes way wide to the left, and again, they'll go two receivers to the right with DeLand and Haru that way. Moore and O'Hare in the backs. Jake O'Hare is going to get the carry this time, and he's got a seam into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Nobody touched him until he got to about the goal line, and by then it was too late. It's a five-yard touchdown run by O'Hare, and Northern takes the lead. For Ben Farkas, the sophomore starter, he's a big dude for a sophomore. A little play action here, looking, throwing deep downfield, and he's got a man, and it's caught by Schulk, and Schulk is going to score. A 61-yard touchdown pass for the Saints, and they're right back in it. Got a report that uh, there is a pregame downpour. Look out, Amir Moreland has broken loose now. He's across the 50 here on the kickoff. Moreland 40, Moreland 20, 15, 10, 5, forget it. Amir Moreland takes it to the house for a touchdown. And Northern retakes the lead, and let me apologize, that's Lopez. Lopez takes it back for the kick return and the score. And St. Clair's defense got a big fourth down stop inside their own 25 to help get the offense out there for this drive. Now with three receivers, play action. Farkas rolling. Now he's going to dump it short, and it's intercepted. Picked off. And down the far sideline and walking it into the end zone for a northern touchdown is Ty Fletcher, a pick six. It's Williams' second catch for 15 yards. First and goal to go northern just inside the five-yard line. Three receivers to the left. O'Hare the only back. 
And he'll get the run straight ahead, and Jacob O'Hare is into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. He slithers through for his second score of the game. Three receivers this time for the Huskies. Third and goal from the two. O'Hare looking for the hat trick. Bangs in around the goal line. Still no signal. And now we get the signal. Touchdown, Huskies. O'Hare gets his third score of the game. This one on a two-yard run. And Northern goes up 34-7 with five minutes straight up to go here in the third quarter. They've got the receivers in tight on either side with O'Hare, the running back. Williams in motion. They're going to flip it to him. Williams trying to get outside. Cuts. Gets into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. No flag on the play. And Northern goes up 41-7. And wins 42-7. The most exciting part of the game happened right off the hop. We had three touchdowns in 24 seconds. Husky score on their opening drive with the short field. 12 seconds later, Schalk catches the 61-yard touchdown. And 12 seconds after that, Lopez is in the end zone on the kick return. And it's 14-7, to and there's still eight minutes to go in the first quarter. And I'm thinking, ooh, this could be a lot of fun. And then it turned into a Northern St. Clair slog fest where the defense <laughs> dominates and makes all the stops and all the plays. Also, uh, and, and Northern special teams are special they blocked another damn punt tonight that set up a short touchdown they had a kick return for a a touchdown um i also don't blame you for just assuming it was amir moreland i probably would have done well i mean i saw the i saw 11 about midfield because it was actually i got a text from the from elmont saying, oh, it's pouring here the field is is a mess and i was looking at that and i look up and they're crossing the 50 already. I'm like, oh, look out. They're <laughs> loose. And Amir was leading the way, but he was blocking. So I just assumed he's leading the way. He's got the ball. But it was Lopez behind him, and it wasn't until he actually got into the end zone, and I'm like, oh, Lopez has got the ball. Like, I, I just want to know how many blocked punts Northern has, let's just say the last three years, and who the next closest team is. It's like, am I exaggerating to say no, it's, it's got to be 15 to 20? I would eh. – Maybe slightly. I would have said about twelve to fifteen, ten to fifteen, somewhere it, in there. It just feel well. It feels like every time I do a northern game, they block at least one. And uh, they were playing Fitz or somebody last year, and, they and I think three. they blocked three or four. Granted, yeah. like two of them were like kicked into the the kid's stomach. But you got to get there. I know they blocked one. Of I mean, the Arm, called, so. Armstrong himself had like six last year. Again, maybe a slight exaggeration, but not much. No, I, I think he had six blocks last year. But it year. was something, um, yeah, they just, I mean, I get it. There's special teams philosophies. Like, you watch Marine City. We all agree they're a well-coached team. They never go for a block punt. They set up the return. And, yeah, I know there's special teams coaches going out there. I mean, Taddy says it. Nothing good happens when you try to block a punt. Where well, Northern's done a good job with it, but. There are teams that just don't try to block punts. I, I don't blame them because nobody's going to kick the ball to a mirror anyways. They're <laughs> always going to kick it away from so you're never going to get a return. Mm-hmm. So you might as well go for the block. And, and they've got it down to a T. Uh, and they there were three or four times before the block where I'm like, ooh, they almost got yeah. that one. Ooh, they almost got that one. Ooh, they did get that one. Well, 
as guy who was try-hard white guy at Wayne State and my job on punt return was run through the wall, you know, when they get the three linemen and they just said, hey, Beaton, you're dumb enough to do it. <laughs> I, I can respect trying to go block a punt. But this ended up being about what we thought it would be. I, I mean, Dennis, is it safe to say Northern turned the page on their season after the PH loss and they've regrouped? And now going in, let's say they do draw Roseville or Gross Point South. I think Northern has at least earned the credibility and the equity for us to go. They can win that game. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, it, it's not automatic that they're going to lose if they get Roseville or Gross Point South. Would I have rather that uh, they, they split those two losses and maybe they would get that game at home? Obviously. And I'd feel a lot better about that than going down to Roseville or going back down to Gross Point South where you had a bad experience. But they're a little bit different uh, team right now. Their defense is their defense. And their offense, the, the, the difference that the switch has made in putting um, Watkins at quarterback is they're opportunistic. Now when they get a short field, they're punching it in and they're getting that score. Whereas before... They weren't always capitalizing on that, and they were letting teams hang around. And, and you, you get frustrated because you'd be going, their defense is killing this team, and their offense has had five chances inside the red zone and have only scored two touchdowns. And I wanna... Whereas this team now, they had three short fields tonight, and they scored three touchdowns off it. And I want to tip the cap to Ty Fletcher. It's a hard thing to lose your starting spot as the quarterback, especially when last year they were kind of prepping him for it. And what does he do? He goes on defense and he makes plays. It, if, if he's pouting, he's not showing it on the football field. He had a pick six tonight. And that's a tough thing to go through. And hats off for him for at least going out. And, again, if he was upset, you couldn't tell by his play on the field. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's a threat that's also – opened up, I think, the run game for Jake O'Hare a little bit mm -hmm. um, be, because you have to respect Watkins on the fakes because when he does keep the ball, he is a dangerous runner. Yes, and is. now when he hands the ball to O'Hare, Jake's got a little bit of room because they're like, all right, it takes the defense a second. All right, who's got the ball? Mm -hmm. And O'Hare's quick enough that if he can get through the first group, he can get you six, seven yards. Um, and, and then, again, they've got dangerous – receivers just get the ball in their hands and let them do their thing um nothing flashy they didn't have a ton of yards nobody had big numbers I mean O'Hare scored three touchdowns tonight he didn't even rush for 40 yards he had the uh Jamal Williams special yeah. he had like 13 carries 35 yards three touchdowns Watkins rushed for 40 yards, he threw for like 116, and it, it was enough. And their special teams are special, and their defense, you can't run on Northern. St. Saint, Saint Clair, at one point in the game, had negative 17 yards rushing, and we were late in the third quarter. They finished with four yards rushing tonight only because they ran a reverse late, and Nesbitt got 38 yards. And Nesbitt, they should get the ball to him more. He's a great receiver, um, and it, he was their most entertaining guy tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime you go in and play Northern, you gotta you gotta know it's gonna be tough tough pickings when it comes to running the ball. Um, 
I, I mean, I've seen Northern once this year, and in that game, I think they only gave up 25, 30 rushing yards all game. So it doesn't that doesn't surprise me. What I, I am I know you guys said you're not surprised by the result of this one. I am a little bit just because I mean Saint Clair hung tight with Marysville. They played, they hung with Marine City for most of the game. Yeah. And if you want to use the transitive property rule, I uh, mean, you know. Yeah, we threw that one out but years ago. Th- this is <laughs> th- this point be. I know what you're saying. Saint Clair has not been blown out this year right like they have been in games there hasn't been one where we're like all right it's halftime see you next week so i know what you're saying that saint Clair has been in every game they have seemingly played up when they're playing good teams and they've played down when they're playing bad teams but they have played to their level of competition so i know what you're saying that saint Clair's found a way to make games interesting Okay, I'm just going to say, this is a team that lost to Southlake. They were not going to go in and be competitive with Port Huron Northern. And I like the Saints' defense, but, you, you again, you're playing Northern tonight, and you're giving the ball at the 38, the 29, and the 11. Good night. Guess what? Yeah, I don't care how tough. good your defense is. That's you, you, tough. You're, and, and Northern's playing their best football right now. The last four weeks, they got embarrassed by P.H., and they made changes, and they have done nothing but beat teams. Like, you can say, well, the, the Mott game was close. It wasn't at halftime. No. Uh, and Mott came back. A bad second half. Yeah, Mott, Mott came back because they're a good team, but it wasn't enough. Northern didn't let it bother them that they blew a 20 to nothing lead. Instead, they, made, they blocked a punt or, or tackled the, the kicker coming out of the end zone on a bad snap and got their offense a two-yard touchdown that a couple of years ago we wouldn't be guaranteed they would have punched that in from the two. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else on this one? Uh, Northern looked good tonight, uh, and, and St. Clair struggled, and, and that's the season for those two teams. All right, Marine City still looks pretty good up on the shelf, don't they? <laughs> hey, two days, I can, I'm going to bring Marine City down. So, so we've had like a 40-minute segment here, and he's going to talk about the Mariners for 60 seconds, and we're going to take a break. Oh, yeah, because I knew they were going to uh, bleep kick Duran 46 to 8. <laughs> like. They're 8-1 <eight> and one <laughs> after losing in week one embarrassingly. To Armada, forty to, to twenty, and all they've done is rattled off eight straight wins. I know nobody scores on them. They the, they hold another team to one touchdown tonight, and they score forty six more points. They've got like four hundred points this season. I know, but like after say they, something nice about it. I have. It's like <laughs> after they beat Marysville, I went all right. I've seen what I need to see. I know they're going eight and one. I told you a month ago they were going eight and one and they're decisively eight and one. They own the longest winning streak in the area right now. And yeah, I knew Marine City was going to get to this point. They played not great competition and they made them look very, very not great. And Marine City, like I said, I told you what, three, four weeks ago, put them up on the shelf. I know they're good. They're going to be a fun fun toy to play with when it comes playoff time. And now Sunday, bring them back down, and now we can get back into the meat and potatoes of Marine City. It's what we've done every year, really. Like, okay, two years ago, we kind of said, all right, yeah, they beat St. Clair, they beat Marysville. We knew that was going to happen. Oh, they're playing Notre Dame prep. We brought them off the shelf a week early for that one. And now Marine City has 
because they've gotten to this point, it's wake me when the playoffs get here because that's what they do. Brady, you can't grow up and you can't keep treating them like Buzz Lightyear or one day <laughs> Buzz is going to get off that shelf and he's going to walk away and he's going to leave you. Well, he has <laughs> Marine City has not left yet because they just keep doing this. I mean, what do you want me to dissect in a 46-8 to eight romping? Like, Marine okay. City's good. They did what I thought they were going to do. And now, for God's sake, sorry, Richmond, sorry, Yale, give me my damn Armada Marine City playoff game. Well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, also, if Lutheran North gets mixed in there, bug off too. I want my orange and black district final. Regional final would be Luther even more North, fun. Uh, did they win that game? They played somebody tonight. Yeah, someone not good, I don't think. I thought it was somebody okay. Was it? Here, you got your big old book of scores I out, do, don't you? I do, but trying to figure out who it was and where it was. Because now with D5, depending on with the BWAC results, Yale might not be in. So... As I stall, as Dennis looks through the Yeah, screen. I'm not going to be able to find Here, it. There were too many games tonight. <laughs> let, let me look it up. Joe or Dennis, talk for a minute. Yeah, I mean, ever since I've been, nine. had any knowledge about high school football, Marine City's winning seven or eight games every single year. So I'm not surprised by – and I haven't even seen them this year. I don't need to. I mean, just look at their you, – you know. Have you seen them in the past Oh, Luther North plays Everest tomorrow in the prep bowl. Oh, that's Saturday right. Yeah, I knew bowl. that. Duh. So, you know what? If – even though Lutheran North's like five times the size of Everest, if they win that game, I'll be I'll be a little concerned for any of our D five teams that could play them. If not, I'm not that concerned just because like it's it's foretold, so let it be written, so let it be done. Marine City's eight and one. Yeah. Yeah. And and keep Lutheran North away. Let's play them in the regionals. Well, if they go away, they're probably gonna be sliced up by Corona. Yeah. Which, well, yeah. we'll talk about it. Um, Armada had the best showing of anyone against Corona this year. Yeah, Corona's good. Um, and just a weird BWAC Friday, week nine. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to call it weird. I'm going to call it what, what I think it is, disappointing. And it's actually not the top teams that I'm disappointed in because they played hard. Right. Uh, and they played well against really good teams um it's it's down when we get to the the win and in games where i get very disappointed we'll talk about that next when today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. 
At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, and uh, let's uh, get into the uh, BWAC uh, scores. Okay, so everybody outside the state told us that Ogama Heights is uh, really good. We didn't believe them. I don't, like, I didn't see the game. Uh, we had somebody in Elmont who was telling me about the field conditions and giving me so the, the scores. I guess the JV played before. And on a rainy, wet week nine, that's not a good. That's not a good uh, recipe for good field conditions for the varsity. Well, and then apparently, like just before kickoff, like they're putting the ball on the tee, and the skies opened up, and the twenties yeah. to the twenties, like it was destroyed. Um, so their field is probably going to be in bad condition next week. Um, but uh, somebody finally beat Almont. The final was 21-7, to and I know the last Okemaw Heights touchdown came very late in the game. So essentially a 14-7. to Yeah, and it was 7 nothing at halftime. Okemaw Heights went up 14 nothing, and then Almont scored right away. Right. So uh, it was 14-7. So basically it was a one-score game throughout, so, and it ended up 21-7 for uh, Okemaw Heights. I guess to nutshell this, is this something or is this nothing? How much stock do you put in this Almont loss? Uh, I don't put much in it at all because, again, it was a good game. It's not like Oklahoma Heights came in running time them off right. their own field. Um, and so I'm not really that deeply concerned. 9-0, 8-1 really doesn't matter. And to they're me. still the one seed overall. Yes. This doesn't cost them a home game. I guess call me an Almont apologist, but between the field and – it being a good Ogemaw Heights team and essentially a one-score game, eh, I still think they're pretty good. Now, am I as bullish on them being able to take it to uh, Warren Collegiate? Eh, maybe it puts a little more doubt in my mind, but I still think the Raiders can win that game. Where does Collegiate play? 
they don't have a field, do they? I don't know. I'll have to ask because PH went down there to play. I I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, man, Here, let me, early when they opened the school, or I should say, moved it to Warren because it was someplace else. But first, was it really? Yeah. Um, they, I I thought they used like Royal Oak or somebody's field, but that was a while ago, and they might have their own field now. I don't know. Well, I search Warren Collegiate and De La Salle Collegiate comes up. So, <laughs> um, let me see if I can find it out. Uh, yeah, or they were talking. Warren Collegiate, but they were in a different part of Warren. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about many teams relocating. Um, the owner didn't get the stadium they wanted. Yeah, so they put it. Yeah, up. That was kind of kind of what happened there. But but anyways, because if, if they've got turf. Uh, I'd kind of like to see Elmont play on turf. I wouldn't well, mind it. Uh, not against that team. Well, I want that game on grass, if, if I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm scrolling through just different things, trying to see if it says where they play. Um, keep talking for a minute. Okay. Um, well, anyways, you can get back to that in just a moment. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this Freeland-Croslex game. Um, Freeland won it 35-32. to oh, like Bishop Foley. Oh, they play at Bishop Foley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, when I was there, it was a grass field. It's, it's probably turf. turf now. It is turf. It's a nice field now. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I know they've done some work. They they extended the parking lot because there's parking on the one side, and it was that was never Ooh. there. Yeah. More people so. can watch them go and nine this year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They were bad this year, but all right. Free, so Freeland and, and Crosslex. If you were to just look at the score, you're going, oh, Crosslex gave Freeland a good game at Freeland. But the fact that that's not really how it went, yeah, that, the, that, that Crosslex was way up in this game it was, so the and final let it get away. It was 35-32. It was 32-6, Crosslex. So on the one hand, I want to go, okay, Crosslex went to Freeland and was stomping them. They can go and do it again in the postseason. They can do it to a good rich. And the other part of me goes, how the hell did you blow a 26-point lead in the final two quarters? Yeah, that concerns me. Like, I guess glass half full Brady is saying just don't play. There's not a chance you're going to play the worst possible, call it 15 minutes or so of football you can, and you can win this game again, and you can learn from it, kind of like PH, that this is a slap of reality you desperately needed. Yeah, I, I don't know. That to me, this is far more psychologically damaging, or could be, than what happened to PH. Yes, yeah. This is a, a game that can either motivate and lift Crosslex up and refocus them, or you're right. This could be a game that mentally in the locker room could break them. Really tough that it happened in week nine too. Like. <sighs> If you hold on to win, man, we're sitting here going, Crosslex went to Freeland, got the win. Hell yeah, BWAC power. Like even if Freeland like comes back, you know, and it's thirty-two to twenty-eight, we're talking. But like, Crosslex hangs on and wins. You're like, ooh, that got a little spookier than we thought it yeah. should get. But hey, they got hey, the job. Northern done. Mott, perfect example of yep. it. Oh, they had the resilience. Freeland's a good team. They're going to come back. But man. God, if there was a twenty-six one. point lead in the second half is when and, and when you're as good as Crosslex. I know. Of the uh, Matt Ryan 
Yeah, 28-3 it was. Tom, I don't know. Tom Brady doesn't play for Freeland, though. No. Yeah, we know of. You know of. That's true. Just out of feeling, if there was one result I wish I could flip, it was this one. Just because, Dennis, we'd be sitting here, we'd be pounding the table saying, hell yes, Croslex is going into the D4 playoff. Yeah, Marysville's right nigh, but they didn't just go to Freeland and win. And nope. Well, that would have really made for an interesting matchup if you had Marysville riding in off a PH win and Croslex riding in off a Freeland win and you got a Croslex-Marysville game. And I kind of alluded to this with Croslex's loss and Marysville's win. I, again, I'm not crunching the numbers. Does Marysville get a home game out of that? Like, does Marysville host Croslex now if they play? And I know absolutely nobody cares about this, <laughs> but, like, the all-time record is, like, 35-1 and one for Marysville. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Yep. A true story, Walt Braun. Now, I know they haven't played s- since Nam, but. <laughs> I know in the, when they were in the scout, Walt Braun would literally like put on every scouting report, don't become the one. Yeah. Or like, don't be the first. Although I do think Crosslex won the very last meeting the two it teams It was in the played. playoffs. It was a playoff game. It was when Crosslex so like went to one, the semifinals. Yeah, like a one-point game or something. Yes. So, we could get that rematch, but. I want to try to take the positives out of this because there are positives. But, man, just that's a disappointing loss because you had it. It's Like I said, in a vacuum, we see this no context. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. And then when I find out, well, what actually happened, that changes everything for me. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, and, and here's another score that without context – it's about what I expected. In fact, a 31-7 win, Corona over Armada. That's the best anyone's played Corona all year. Armada actually had some chances in this one. It was 21-7 Corona in the third quarter, and Armada was heading down the field and got stopped inside the 10. Again, like we talked about the PH game, if and buts. If your uncle had yeah. wheels, he'd be a tea kettle, but... I mean, whatever. yeah, we don't know that. That could change the game completely, or it could, or it could just mean the final would be thirty-one to fourteen instead of thirty-one to seven. I, I'm not going to lie. I was worried we'd come back tonight and the final was fifty-six to seven, and that it was a laugher and Armada scored against the the twos for Corona. Yeah, I mean, Brady, we were in the booth all night, and every time I gave you the update on the on the Armada game, you're like, "Wow, it's only two possessions." I think you know? it was 21-7 going into wow. the fourth. Yeah. So, so I mean, I guess if they did meet in the postseason, 24 points is a lot to make up. Is that the most impossible difference to make up? No. It at least gives me hope. Like, okay, again, if it was 49 to six, they meet in the postseason. I'm like. All right, nice run for Armada. Now they meet, I go, stranger things have happened? Like, I guess that's what I've upgraded it to? Well, I mean, just ask is that, I mean, Dennis, is that fair? Just that you can go, eh, maybe there's a chance? Well, I mean, hey, I, I wasn't counting on Marysville beating PH tonight, so now I'm just going to say that anything <laughs> can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. So you got to play the games. Uh, and, and after tonight, the, there, there were some games. I'm just sitting here again because we're going to get into it now, right, the, let's, the win, uh, the win let's, and ends. Let's go negative first so we can end on a positive note. Okay. okay. 
North Branch lost to Holly 27-26. Holly's a good team. But, man, I wanted the Broncos without the H to get the win. (laughs) I think North Branch is a good team. And they're a team that, Dennis, and I know this means nothing, they deserve to have a playoff spot. Like they are, they are better than teams in the area and out D four or not that will make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, uh, again, um, they're going to look back, and the one that might have cost them is actually the Elmont game. Yeah. Well, that that's where I was going to go. Is yep. in their losses now one point to Holly, three points to Armada, where they had the lead late. And they had the lead going against Almont with a couple minutes to go. Dennis, I mean, you want to say good luck, bad luck. They only won one, uh, one, a single one-possession game. Thank you, English language. And they lost two of them that were pretty darn close that they had the lead in the fourth quarter. If North Branch gets a little better luck, they're probably comfortably in, and this game might have been for a home playoff game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, we can if and and, and butt it to to death. Uh, the, I I do think that they're a lot better than a four and five football team. Uh, they played Almont and Armada tough. Um, the Croslex game it was one point at halftime, but I really felt like Croslex was the better team mm-hmm. that night, and that they kind of that's hand- been their only. I mean. Them. And Forest Hills Eastern, they were figuring everything out. Yeah. Like, they, they just didn't have an identity at that point. At the time that they beat Yale, that was in week three, and, and we all thought that Yale that was, was the real deal. Win. I will say I don't think Cross La- or North Branch is making it. But, Dennis, this is a team next year I think is going to be a contender. Because, Joe, you, you saw them. I'm pretty sure they had a lot of underclassmen. They did. They did. They do not have a lot of seniors. And, I mean, like you said, early in the season, they're figuring things out. I like them next year. Um, it reminds me a lot of, and not to keep throwing in, you know, larger sports references, but if any, if any of you guys, everyone watched college football, Oklahoma last year lost a lot of one-possession games, and now they're number five in the country. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a young team that it's, I think is learning how to win, and hopefully with Chris Sikora now having a – Whole complete cycle to work with his guys to get where people where they need to be that they can come back and they can be on a mission next year to say hey we're not we're going to compete for the BWAC and we're going to try to finish seven eight nine wins next year in the regular season but that one was disappointed because Dennis we both like this North Branch team yeah uh, again the great team speed they they're bigger than i thought they were mm-hmm. good in the trenches um, on both yeah, sides yeah the they're, they're 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 pretty solid like they, that's the other thing they don't make a ton of mistakes like they don't you don't hear about North Branch turning the ball over like, a lot. Again, their worst loss was 34-14, and you weren't going back like, oh, North Branch played like crap. And No, they, they, just they, got, had, they had opportunities in that game. They just, like a lot of young teams do, they, they struggled in the big moment, and that night Croslex's star players made star plays at yeah, the right moments. they didn't, like, fall over themselves. No. Like, that's they seem like a well-coached team, and I'm disappointed because – if there was a team that I thought could make it in with a not great record 
and make some noise and maybe upset someone. I thought this North Branch team yeah, could be it. I agree. We yeah. don't know the anatomy of this loss, but I don't know. I had a soft spot for the Broncos this uh, year. Well, obviously, they missed a couple extra points. I'm guessing. The, the I, I, I don't know if 24 is a field goal and a safety. Again, you never know. Not knowing the anatomy. I not confirmed, but the, the word that we got in the 28. 27, Schwartz Creek over Yale. Yale had a 21-point lead, and it slipped through their fingers. Yeah, that would be a, a bigger heartbreaker than the Crosslex game simply because Yale needed this one to be now, sure they were going to get there's in. There's still a chance Almont and Crosslex losing could be the death blow, but, man, that's a tough end to what has been a tough year for Yale. We had high expectations for this Bulldog team. Bulldog team? It's late. Bulldog team coming into this season. And, man, after the Armada win, it felt like they peaked in week two. One one thing's for sure. They're going to be a four seed if they get in. Well, yeah. They're they're going to be on the road for everything that they do in the postseason. Maybe Um, at Marine City or maybe at Armada. I th- well, Marine City would be the the one, or in maybe that at Lutheran North. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I think the Saturday games will make a difference. I don't know exactly how, but I'm guessing it's not set in stone right now. I'm guessing your scoreboard watching, but just man, I was hoping for more. I was hoping for more. We set the bar pretty high for Yale, and. After that Armada game, they just they couldn't find that, that next big win. Yeah. Uh, I want to tip my cap a little bit to Richmond. Now, I, they're supposed to beat Clintondale. This is the one game that went how I thought it would go. Yeah, they, and, and they won 29-14, to, to 14 and that should seal the deal and get them in. But the reason why I'm impressed with this is, is what had happened to them the three weeks prior to this game. This was a team that very easily could have like gone out and let this one get away. Mm. They just got smoked by Armada, 56-14, to smoked by Almont, 42-7, to and North Branch beat them 21-7. to So they, were, they came in after a 4-1 start on a three-game losing streak, where they weren't terribly competitive. They gave up 98 points the last two weeks. And again, Clintondale's a team that I think Richmond is better than, and Richmond went out and got it done. They put the last three games behind them, mm-hmm. and they said, boys, we got to win tonight to be sure we're getting in, and they got it done. And that will break a streak of three straight losing seasons, Dennis. It's been a long time since Richmond's had three straight losing seasons. So even if they go one and done in the playoffs, they're five and five. And that's something to build on. And this one kind of went how I expected. Clintondale was up. Joe, you were doing you were looking at the scores. It was what, eight seven early in the game? Yeah, yeah. It was eight seven early, but then Richmond really kind of took control and it wasn't, you know. I think it was twenty to eight at halftime. Yeah. And, Clintondale maybe made it a one-score game, but then Richmond scored again to put them in their place. And this one kind of went how I thought, and good for Richmond. They they answered the bell because this week, apparently doing what you were supposed to, only was true for a handful of teams. 
especially in the BWAC and MAC. Yeah. GTC East actually did pretty well for themselves, but we'll get into that later. Um, anything else on the three winning ends? We don't know about Yale. After Saturday, people smarter than us, people that do it like snooze to you, he'll have his week nine predictions. And when he puts his week nine predictions in, it's unless there's a tie that goes to a coin flip, the 32 teams he has in are the 32 teams. It's just how would he draw the district? Yeah, the 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 state may look at it and go, well, this team needs to be here, and that's where you. But the, his the differences. His, you the get, teams he has in are the are ones usually the ones that are that, that are, get in, unless it's a coin flip yeah. tie, which very rarely happens. Yeah, like a few years ago, he had Emily City in, and then what's her names didn't play their Chandler last game. Park. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then they got shellacked 45 to nothing. Speaking of MLA City. Two-game winning streak for MLA City, They Dennis. went 3-6 and six this year, and you'll say, well, 3-6 and six isn't very good. Coming from where MLA City's been coming the last couple of years, actually 3-6 and six ain't bad. They had three wins the last two years combined. Yeah. So well, they beat Flint Southwestern. Sure. Seven to nothing, and from what we heard, it, it was wasn't a pretty, a pretty ugly game. game. What, but <laughs> you take wins, Dennis. This is the I'll take a shutout. This is the first time they had two MLA shutouts. City this year. has put together back-to-back wins since October second and October 9th when they beat Armada in Yale in consecutive weeks. Uh, so it's been a while, and this is something to build on. Emily City only loses a half dozen or so guys. That's not a ton, but for a team that doesn't have a lot, it might be a little more. Can this MLA City team be a team that comes and wins the BWAC next year? No, no I don't think so. They're not so. going to make that big of a jump. Are they going to be a team next year that you can't just go, okay, it's MLA City week, win? They might be frisky next year. They might be a team that you can't just go auto-dub. Well, I look at it now, and you, uh, I'll use Yale as an example because we were pretty pumped about Yale coming into this season. Yale went 4-5. and five. That's only a one-win improvement for Emily City, and they're on the same plateau that Yale was this year. Right. And it would be Coach Brown's third season and hopefully winning back-to-back games at the end of the year. That can build a little momentum. Hey, if that pulls three kids from the halls that haven't been playing, then that can make a difference. Then that's three more guys, maybe that play both sides or that add up, that maybe that gets you another win or two. Now, none of the other BWAC games were particularly close. Some teams in the BWAC next year, and we're getting ahead of ourselves with this, but some teams next year are going to have a lot of talent to replace, and some are bringing a lot back. But could MLA City maybe try to make a jump for some of those teams that are losing a lot of talent? There's a possibility. Well, I'm just, you know, you want to get out of the state uh, or, or the position where people aren't taking you serious. And like I say, one more win, and you have the same record as North Branch and Yale, and there aren't too many people out there that are laughing at North Branch and Yale. Right. Right. It's, hey, I, I like the, the way MLA City's going. Now, the final scores were never pretty, but I think there were two, one or two games this year. I know Richmond, I think it was 7-3 at half. Um, I want to say maybe the Yale game was somewhat close at half. I don't know that for certain. I think there was one other one where it was, you go, ooh, MLA City's in this game at the half. But good for MLA City and good for the Algonac Muskrats. Well, yeah, again, Algonac didn't play a game last year. They didn't have a program. 
and they beat Whitmore like 21 to 20. So they, they book in the wins. They win in week one and they win in, in week nine. But they won two football games this year. And I'm sorry, we didn't know they were going to have a football team until the middle of the summer. Yeah, we weren't for sure until Coach Matska came on and talked about it and was like, yes, we're having a team. So uh, uh, two and seven, that's pretty good. I, I, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the year, I would have taken that. I would have uh, hit deal, and I would have taken the the banker's offer uh, instead of I would trusting my briefcase. If, if we did the the like a, a picks sort of thing on records, ninety eight percent of the people would have said zero and nine for Algonac. Maybe one and eight. Maybe they thought they could steal one of those. So good for Algonac again. They're just at a different place as a program. They're starting to build. They're trying to attract more people. And winning those games at the end of the year, hey, you're going into the offseason, you're feeling good about yourselves. You're like, all right, we have something to build on for the next nine months. Again, are they going to come back next year and win a BWAC title? No. No. Can they come back next year and try to make a market improvement and become another frisky team that can steal a couple wins? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. All I right. mean, hell, they went from, I'm not saying this is going to happen, 2014, they were 1-8. 2015, they were 10-2. and two. So it's not unprecedented that Yale, or Yale, Algonac can make a jump like that. I do I think it's going to happen? No, that's a historically good change, but still, point being, it's and not the other. The other thing about it, they've got a young quarterback there who got hurt in week one. Bingo. What is their season like if he plays all year? That's, that can change a lot. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how I see and Algonac do next year. I want to see some scrappy. I want to see some unexpected wins in the BWAC. Turn it up, twist it up a little bit, make it fun for sure. And just try to get some guys in the hallways that maybe could help your team because – You'd be surprised how much of a difference two or three athletes can make. Is it finally time to take another break and we'll, go? We'll take a break, then we'll go up into the uh, the thumb. We'll see how Mooney did. We'll check out Eight Man. We'll do all that in our final segment. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. 
Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball. Call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you are back with Dennis, Brady, and Joe. GTC East, Ubley 41, Montrose, McCoy, whatever the hell their name is, 15. Montrose, yeah, you can call them whatever you want, but they're losers tonight because, uh, I mean, okay. Well, they've got a name. Their high school has a name. It's Hill McCoy. And it never gets used. It's Hill McCoy. They're always called Montrose. Because that's what every other place in the world does. You're the city it is. Well, no, in in Montrose, they don't ever call themselves Hill McCoy. We're Montrose. Yeah, because that's what normal cities do. So good for them. But Ubley, again, this is stupid, Dennis. (laughs) 41 to 15. This is what they do. Aren't you used to this yet? Yes. You're, but you put Marine City up on, on the shelf. Upley should be right there next to them. All they do is win. They're not win. on the shelf. They're in the bank vault. All, yeah, all, all they do is win by blowout every week, no matter who's playing, who's not playing, what they're doing. Oh, we'll start our backup this week, and we'll win by 47. But this is a team that's like twice the size of Ubley in population. They were 6-2, and two and pfft, doesn't matter. Because the other teams look at that. They go, oh, whatever. Yeah, D8 school with 12 kids, <laughs> whatever. And then all of a sudden, you're three possessions into the game, down by three scores. Ubley has just completed their third straight 9-0 and season. They have won 29 straight regular season games. And this year, in nine games, they gave up a grand total of 82 points. They gave up that many? Yeah, I know, right? I know I'm yawning, too, because their games are just so boring. <laughs> is there any way we can slice up the, the state so that the west side is northwest from the, the median of Harbor Beach and Ubley, and the east side is Harbor Beach on down? So Harbor Beach, who gets 
maybe the biggest statement win of the night, including Port Huron and Marysville. They beat Beale City 17-8. That's a huge win for Harbor Beach. That probably puts Beach as a top five team in D8. Uh, if they played in a district other than with Ubley, they'd be a one seed. They, like Harbor Beach might be the fourth or fifth best D8 team, and they're not going to win a district title. Like, that's just – like, hold on. I'm pulling up the coach's poll right Beale now. Beale City was undefeated going into that game, too. So it, it's, no. it's, it's not Beale like this City, was a bad Beale City team. Beale they don't City have bad teams ugly, in but in the middle of the state. Yeah. Um, let's see. In the latest rankings in D8, Beale City was three behind Ubley at two. Who do they have as number one? Ottawa Lake Whiteford. Okay. The team that beat Ubley. The team in the that state. beat Ubley in the final. Okay. Like, if you're Harbor Beach, we said this on, on the pick show, they've earned the right for us to go, all right, they, they get another crack at Ubley, and we're not going to go, well, it's a foregone conclusion. I think Ubley would win that game. But at least Harbor Beach winning this one gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, you know, and I'm with you on that. I want to go, oh, well, if tonight has taught no, me anything, no, anything not. can happen. But then I just keep reminding that Ubley scored 56 points on them and beat them by 36 the first time like, around. 29 straight regular season games. Ah, that's tough. Like, I don't think that I wouldn't pick Ubley to lose by any means you can lock that in right now but would it I guess it wouldn't be the most gigantic upset in the world if a rival came back and erased those 20 or 36 points and got the win because this Beale City win is a super quality win Dennis yes oh yeah it is like as much as we praised Marysville I think Harbor Beach has the win of the night I mean, and to do it by two scores. You're, you're, you're liable to be talking about, like, the semifinals and mention Beale City as being one of the teams. If, I mean, if Harbor Beach, Harbor Beach and Ubley meet up in a district final, that could potentially be their toughest game until a state final. Yeah. Now, granted, Ithaca's pretty good, or New Lothrop, who is down in D8 this year, is pretty good, but... This is as good of a win as any team outside of Ubley beating Harbor Beach now, apparently, has been all year. Have to give the Pirates some credit. Have to raise the flag for Harbor Beach. <laughs> Jump on the HP yeah. bandwagon. Raise the Jolly Roger. <laughs> as my friend Joe Henschel used to say. He was from Harbor Beach. Worked with him in Carroll. Well, if there's any game to make people go, maybe Harbor Beach can do it. I mean, we asked them to do it, and they did, and it, they did it convincingly. Yes, they did. Uh, this game was played Thursday. Marlette beat Waterford, our Lady of the Lakes, 40 to nothing. Uh, they didn't cover the spread. You don't think so? <laughs> uh, the I Lakes knew. has been playing teams closer. They even won some games this year. Yeah, um, sorry. I thought I heard a knock somewhere, but yeah, I'm tired. Um, it freaked me out for a second. This is Marlette's first seven-win regular season. You have to go all the way back to 2013. So they're doing, they're doing some things they haven't done in a decade, and it, they went 8-1 and one that year. Good for Marlette. And, it, and it's another unfair thing because at 7-2, and two, when they should just be so excited about Marlette football, they're still – just a distant third in their league. And in their district, most likely. Yep. 
Like they are praying. How often would you think that Marlette would be praying to be put in a district with Mooney and Everest? I'm sure they'd much rather play them than, well, maybe there's people up there going, we want another crack at Ubley and Harbor Beach. I think those people are nuts. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I want to avoid them as long as possible. And, like, that's the thing. Marlette's probably a pretty good team. They are probably top half of D8, at least of the playoff teams, and they could be in a district with number one and number four. Yeah. Thank you. No yeah. thanks. Uh, Sandusky with a nice 42-14 win. The GTC East is going to get Four playoff teams. Yeah, that's six wins for Sandusky. A nice bounce back year for them. First, they were supposed season. to beat USA. USA's down, but they they beat them. Uh, first winning season since 2020 for Sandusky. So the first time the Wolves finish with a winning record. Yes. Uh, Bad Axe lost the Lakers 24-14. Lakers is probably now into the playoffs. Bad Axe is out. And this was a Thursday score too. Detroit Lincoln King 38, Memphis 7. Little disappointed with that. I thought Memphis would be competitive with Yeah, I did too, but it, they got to win this year. What does this score do for you? Uh, and I don't know if Everhart played. Yes, uh, he did. He did. Mooney beats Parkway Christian, which we thought would happen. What yes. we didn't think would happen was that, and, and this is 4-4 four and four Mooney going against 7-1 and one Parkway Christian, and we were thinking Mooney was going to go there and, and route them. 21 to 20, so maybe Parkway Christian's a little better than we gave him credit for? Maybe. I'm still going to say Mooney didn't play well. I'm gonna, I, <laughs> I planted my flag. I have my narrative. I'm sticking with it. But in all seriousness, no, that's a, that's a good effort from Parkway Christian. I really thought Mooney was going to take care of business. But Mooney finally got that one score win. They finally won the tough game. Good for them. Now pray you don't go north for your district. Yeah, you don't want to end up in the ugly Harbor Beach one. There was an uh, an early one after week eight where they were home to Mount Clemens. I don't think that one's going to happen, but no, I wish but, it would. But good for Mooney. <laughs> happy for them. That puts They might end up back in a, a district and play Parkway Christian again. They, that could happen. If they do, that means they're in a pretty winnable district. But for Cardinal Mooney... Again, you're stacking good years on top of your on top of them. This is the third straight year they've made the playoffs. That hasn't been done since 04 to 06. Yeah. That's just stacking good years and now you're getting kids at Mooney that are going to be going into their senior year going, "Yeah, we make the playoffs." This is what we do. Yeah. Just year in and year out. That's that's the expectation. And it's not, "Oh, wow, Mooney's in the playoffs. Good for them." It's yeah, we're in the playoffs. Now we have to win a district title. Now we have to start change, and, doing more. And and they're relatively young. And and even the, the guys that they are going to lose, I think they've got people in mind to slide into those right. spots who are solid. Yes, indeed. Let's go to eight-man. Brown City has not been winning pretty, but they've been winning a 20-6 to win over Bay City All Saints. Hand up, I thought Brown City would win by more. But I'd like to know, again, the anatomy of this win because I thought this could be one where All Saints never had a chance and Brown City was suffocating them the whole time and you knew they weren't getting two scores. Or this could be like the Almont game where it was 13-6 to and Brown City scored at the end to pull away and make it look better. So without knowing how this game went, I can't give full verdict, but Brown City 
9 and 0. Have they ever gone 9 and 0 before in the regular season? Probably not. It oh, looks really like long 1992. Time. Yeah, really long time. 1992. Ago. As I scroll down, they went 9 and 0 and won the STAA and then lost to Harbor Beach at the Class C pre-regional. Hmm. I made in Almont and Gale and Cross Lex that year the, and Ortonville Brandon. Damn. The, the thing um, is, if you look at points against, nobody's doing anything against Brown City. The last few weeks, the Brown, for the, year. the Brown City offense hasn't scored as much as they were, but I don't know if that's because somebody's out. I don't know what the deal is there. The only team to get north of 20 points against them was Deckerville. Yeah, and Deckerville's pretty good. So yeah, right, 74. So. <laughs> so if you're Brown City, you say give me – Three touchdowns, and we win the game. Yeah, the three, way their defense is playing, three yeah. Three touchdowns, kick the extra points, we win this game. Give me four, we're golden. And again, this is a team like Ubley. We're saying, bring on any challenger. The Green Devils are going to you're gonna come to their house, and they're going to send you home with your season over come playoff time. Now, uh, again, if they get into a regional with, with Kingston, I get a little nervous about that. I know they beat Kingston, but... I don't like playing a really good team a second time. What was Kingston's uh, score tonight? I, we don't. Uh, I, the, they play uh, Saturday. They're a Saturday game. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. Yeah, as Joe alluded to, seventy-four to six, Deckerville beat Peck. This was yesterday or Thursday, kind of expected. Yeah, uh, and K-Pack blowing out Caseville sixty-two to nothing. There, Dennis, bigger gap. The MAC red to the MAC right, or the NCTL stars to the NCTL stripes? Uh, it's it's probably the stars to the stripes. And the last if year, if I'm being honest too. about it, because the big thumbs next year, baby. Be- because Dryden beat Akron Fairgrove, and Akron Fairgrove played in the the stripes championship game against All Saints, and may, uh, uh, Dryden won by ten. Can we give Dryden? I mean, is Dryden? We have we decided that they are technically now a an area team for us, or I suppose I I could put them in up there. They're they're only like five miles from Elmont. Yeah, if you spit and the wind's blowing to the west, it'll land in Dryden. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what was the final Dryden? Thirty-two to twenty-two. All right. Yeah. Hey, clap clap it up for Dryden. <laughs> hey, can you hit the Can you hit the round of applause oh, for Dryden? Killing me. Yes. Congratulations. So they Dryden. won two games this year, and that's another team. Algonac didn't have a program for one year. Dryden didn't have a program for like five. For four years, they didn't play. And they come back, and they win two games. They went 0-7 in the NCTL Stars, which kind of seems unfair to start them up there. Now they're a little bit bigger, though. I don't care. They haven't played in five years. I'm sorry, but it goes by size. You know that. Can you give them a mulligan? (laughs) Um, But they bookend their season with wins. So thumbs up for Dryden. Um, thumbs and up for K-Pac, 62 to nothing over Caseville. You mentioned that. And Oakland Christian uh, beat uh, Zion uh, Williams Tech or whatever his name is, 35 Zion nothing. Campbell, I think. Zion Campbell, thank you. Yeah, 35 nothing. All right, Dennis, one final question before we send it home. And you're just going to answer it on the fly. Don't overthink this. 
what result do you put the most stock in and what result do you put the least stock in uh, I, for playoff teams? So you can't say MLA City beating Flint. No. <laughs> uh, I put the most stock in Corona beating Armada by 24. Corona's uh, probably going all the way. <sighs> Corona's good. <laughs> but here's the How thing. is that for your cop-out? <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. <laughs> all right, of local teams. Uh, for, I, I mean, a, I, I put stock in Ubley – we're crushing Montrose by 26. Ubley's damn good, and it's a shame for Harper Beach because they're pretty damn good, but I just don't think anybody touches Ubley again this year. If they don't win it this year, are they ever going to win We it? said that last I year. I know, but – We said that two years ago. But they keep having seasons like this. Eventually, they have to win at Ford Field. Like, it just – numbers say they do. All right, Game you put the least amount of stock in the result of? Uh, oh, that's tough. All right, Joe, which one the do you game, put? The game I want to put the least amount of stock in is the Elmont game. I think. Uh, Elmont losing to Ogemaw Heights under tonight's conditions. That's that I, I'm not going to worry about that. All right, Joe, mo- result you put the most stock into? Oh, I, 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 maybe it was because I was there. I'm going to go with the Marysville game. Um, just because that gives me a lot of hope for Marysville going into the playoffs. Going into this game, again, what was it, the 93%? I didn't I, – yeah. I really did not think that Marysville was going to win today. Now that they do, now that they did, it's going it, to it, – I'm excited to see what they do in the playoffs. Uh, least amount, uh, I'm going to say the Elmont game because I think Ogemaw is just a really good football team. And mm-hmm. I think that anybody that Elmont is going to see early, especially early, they're, they're going to beat. So that, 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 that's where I'm at. Do I have to give my answers to? Yes. Okay. The one I put the most in, God, the one, the one that jumps out to me is I, I want to put the most in the Harbor Beach win because that is as quality of a win as you can get. But I know you're staring down the firing squad of Upley, and it's like you you did all that, and you're probably still walking to the gallows. So plus, the, the, they might even open with like somebody like Seminary. Who could be tough. Yeah. Um, can I – the other one I want to put a lot of stock in, and I know it was a negative one. Can I say Cross-Lex? I was just going to say that. That yeah. they can go to Freeland and, all right, let's say Freeland played their worst first half, Cross-Lex played their worst second half, that if they have to go back there, I have full confidence that Cross-Lex can go to Freeland and win now. Even though they lost, and they lost in a terrible way, they ain't blown a 26-point lead twice in a row. Well, Is that a fair answer? They gave him belief, though. They uh, gave I'll, belief. I'll never uh, question Croslex's physical toughness, but I, I am kind of wondering about the mental toughness after a loss like that. that like, is... I, I want to see who their draw is, and if it's Marysville, I hope they get somebody else for the first game. Really? So, somebody where for sure they can be Croslex. Grind somebody you, up and feel good about yourself again. You think they need the get right week one? I just feel like Mar- Marysville's going to go in there and go, what the hell do we have to lose? Right. We're on top of the world. They might even get that game at home if, if it's heads up. And honestly, the one I put the least amount in, I think PH is going to be fine. They turned the ball over four times. They played about as, they didn't recover an onside kick. They played about as Bad as they could have played, and they still had a chance to win it at the end. I know PH played really poorly, 
I think they'll get it right. I don't think they'll let this game linger. And I honestly think this might be the, the, the smack in the head they needed to figure it out come playoff time. So I'm actually going to say, even though I was there, and again, this has nothing to do with the Marysville side, I think PH will be just fine. Yeah, I think now that I'm, I'm reviewing my answer, I think <laughs> I put the most stock in the Marysville win, win. but the least, least amount in the Port Huron loss, if that makes any sense whatsoever. Like you saw how good Marysville can play, and that was that was probably as bad as PH could play. Yeah, I mean. So, again, uh I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. I might have a different answer. Well, and that's uh, and, and my my response is I didn't like the question, so because <laughs> I don't really take stock in any of this. I go week to week, and and we'll we'll see. PH might draw, you know, a, a, a state powerhouse, or they might draw Little Sisters of the Poor, and that's how next week will go. Well, next <laughs> week we'll find out. Sunday, I will, at least I will be there. Dennis might be there, too, for the playoff selection show. We've done it every year. Two years ago, we were at Northern. Last year, we were at Croslex. I will be with Port Huron High Sunday as they find out their fate. We'll be live, so you watch it in tandem with the selection show. You'll hear at least my reactions live, talk you through the draw, what I like, what I don't like. And then we'll be back with another podcast on Tuesday. I'll be there, but I'll let Brady do all the talking because I'm going to eat pizza and watch nice. the TV and, nice. and not speculate. Well, it's not speculation <laughs> anymore. We get to see it. Well, because so. there's these long gaps before they get to what we want, and so you got to fill the gap somehow. Pizza. So you'll be going like, I think this will happen, right? And then something completely different comes up, and you go, damn it, that's not what I, where I thought they'd put them. Well, that makes it interesting. Um so if you want to know where we will be next week, check in. We'll probably talk about it on Tuesday's show. Schedule Saturday games. Um, um, yeah, well, that's the thing about it is we'll know the matchup Sunday night. We'll know the times uh, Monday, and so, we'll have the schedule set by Tuesday. Right. All right. Anything else? Good night. Good night. Or good morning. Good night. Whatever it is for people who are listening. <laughs> From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.